Hey everyone, I'm Nick Bogues, self-made small business success story. I went from working five jobs and over 90 hours a week to building a multi-million dollar internationally known pizza enterprise. I never stop, I won't fail. There's power in the pen and today there's power in the mic. Welcome to the Business Equation Podcast. On today's episode, we'll solve the equation for how to do business after the coronavirus. I'm sure that's a thought that's been on everybody's mind as of late. I know it's been on my mind. And it's one of those questions that do we really have any real answers? And I think I can give you some insights today that may give you a leg up on the competition when it's time to start business again. Ways to do business after the coronavirus are gonna be completely different than the ways that we did business before. As Anthony Greenbank said, to live through an impossible situation, you don't need the reflexes of a Grand Prix driver, the muscles of a Hercules, the mind of an Einstein. You simply need to know what to do. And that's what I'm gonna help give you today, some ideas of what to do. I think the one of the biggest things that's gonna happen is, you know, all the fear that's been put into our heads about sanitation and our cleanliness and our health habits. Those have been the biggest things that I think have really come up in light of the coronavirus, if you really think about it. And that's how this is all going to play into the workforce when we get back to the new normal. Because as I mentioned before, I think the normal that you knew probably January, February this year, and definitely the end of last year, it's gone. This is a whole new frontier here. This is completely different than what we've known before and we're exploring together. But I think the thing that's going to stick is the cleanliness and the sanitation and how you do business in that form. And that's going to be one of the biggest things of how you do business. And if uh, you're wondering maybe what I'm thinking of, the reference that I can give you is probably one of the things that I thought was most interesting of all the different memes and everything I've seen that explain the coronavirus. And it was a picture of a kid blowing out the candles on his birthday cake. Of course, pre-coronavirus, because can you imagine that now that somebody's going to blow all over a cake and then we're going to eat it? I mean, no way. Everybody's uh, mind has been kind of changed and and, um, there's been so much fear and, and everything else. And I think that's what you have to really keep in mind when you reopen your business. Restaurants definitely are going to have a hard approach going forward. Before, when a customer would go into the restroom and they would see that the paper towels are out, they would maybe go to a, a hostess or a bartender and say, hey, you know, the paper towels need refilled in there. That's not going to be the way it works anymore. They're, they're, they're going to be really upset if there's not towels to dry your hands in there. They're going to they're gonna be upset. Who knows if that ends up on, on the reviews. And that's the type of stuff that people are going to be reviewing now. It's not going to be so much the service and the product, but it's going to be the cleanliness is going to be the next trend of stuff that gets reviewed. And you can say whatever you want about reviews. You may say, you know what, I don't really care about them. Um, it's just people getting behind a computer screen and typing out whatever they want. But let's be honest, a lot of people, whether you just go to Amazon, go to order something, and what do you do? You pull up the reviews and you try to see, okay, which was which one's the better product. And it's the same thing with restaurants. It's the same thing if you're getting your brakes done or if you're having a plumber come to your house, you're checking the reviews. So even if you say they don't matter and you want to take that stance, they do matter. Um, they really do. So what people are going to do is they're going to start to go to really focus on 
the sanitation and cleanliness of stuff. That's the number one thing I think you're going to see, you know, whether you're somebody who provides a service, maybe you are a plumber or electrician, you know, how you go into someone's home is going to be completely different than how you went into their home before. Um, it's going to be a big, big difference. I think, you know, just really how we do business in the way that we shake hands when you first meet somebody. Um, what do we do now? Do we even shake their hand? How does it feel when you meet somebody for the first time you're going to do business with and you don't shake their hand? You know, do you say something? Say, hey, you know, I'd shake your hand. Um, you know, right now we're not shaking hands because everything is going on. Um, my thought is this isn't going to end with the 60-day quarantine and that's the end. I mean, this is a new way of doing business for the next so many years. So yeah, these are things you have to think about and, and you want to really have a different approach to. It's going to be really, really important. That That's the any business that you're in. I guess maybe um, if you have an online drop shipping business, that's about the only one that it won't matter. But I think a, a lot of things where you're working with the public and touching the public, sanitation is going to be a big one. One thing that I think is going to be big after, after the coronavirus and how do we do business is how do we market in this new frontier? And I think a lot of people could think that they don't want to market too much during the coronavirus because one, they're either scared of puns or two, they're, they're scared of being, being the person that's out there marketing during a pandemic. And I think really what you have to have to really think about is you have to think about being out there in this uncertain time and not marketing. If you're not marketing right now, you're making a big mistake. The price of inaction is far greater than the cost of a mistake. And I think you have to be out there and you have to be marketing. And really this is a time if you can pull your extra funds together and double down on it, you need to. And I think the thing that you have to think about is your message. And that's the thing that has to change when you're starting to think about how to, how to approach the coronavirus after in the next frontier. And one of the ways you need to do that is you need to change the way that your message is. So your message before was all based off of a, a want, you know, what the customer wants. And that's the way that you drummed up your message, if you really think about it. Now, going forward, it's going to be off what they need. They need a, a clean, safe approach to whatever service or product that you're selling. And that, that's going to be the difference, is now your marketing is going to go from a want-based marketing approach to a need based marketing approach. And that's what you have to change up and give the customer. And your messaging is going to need to be changed. So I would really start to look at your messaging to what you're putting out there and change it compared to what it was before. Because I can almost bet that your messaging needs to be massaged into something different for this, this next phase of, of life. And I think we're hearing a lot of words like change and pivot. And I can't say that I really agree with the words change and pivot because I think it's more adapting. And, you know, I've talked about this before that, you know, as human beings, one of the things that we do great if you look through history is we adapt and we overcome. And that's going to be one of these circumstances right now is that we're going to adapt and we're going to overcome. And I think we have to look at how we're going to do that and one of the ways that we can adapt in business is by changing our message. And if you're a business owner and you're afraid of change, like I said before, you're in trouble. You have to be willing to work with the new circumstances that you've been dealt. That's 
what you're going to see after this is you're going to see a public that's really health conscious, um, safety conscious. I mean, who would have ever thought? I think this is a great, great example of how we've changed so much in two months. But two months ago, my daughter came back from college. And when she came back, she, she flew back. And this is probably beginning of March. You know, they canceled her school for the rest of the year. Said you're going to do online school. So she flies back beginning of March. Um, nobody at that time was, was really even thinking of wearing a mask in an airport at all. And then about two weeks went by. So it was right around maybe about the 15th of March when everything shut down. And the school sent, a, sent an email out to us as parents and said, hey, come get everything out of your dorm. We're, we're closing the whole facility and the rest of the year is going to be on online school. So here we are in, in Pittsburgh having to figure out how to go and close up her dorm room. So she decided she was going to fly down and we were really nervous about, um, you know, at that point, the media had this heightened as far as uh, the safety and, and the spread of this thing. It was, it was here in full force. So we told our daughter, sure, you can go down and get your stuff, but we're going to fly you down and you're going to have to make sure you wear a mask and here's some Clorox wipes for the seats and here's some gloves to wear. So she does all this and she flies down and she says to me, I was the only one with the mask on and everybody was staring at me and nobody wanted to sit by me. And she said that was a good thing. And there was only like 10 or 11 people on, on the flight anyway. So, okay, that, that's great. And then fast forward two months and you can see all the viral videos going online right now of people on airplanes, everybody's wearing a mask. And I said to my daughter, can you imagine now if you were on a flight and you didn't have a mask on? That would be the big news is that somebody didn't have a mask on on an airplane. So if you can really think about that, that in two months, when complete opposites, went from wearing a, a mask to being the one that, that all eyes were on to now everybody's wearing a mask. And if you didn't have a mask on, you'd be uh, cursed out in, in uh, public. You know, people would wonder what the heck's going on with you. And I think that's, that's the thing that you have to understand with how fast everything is changing in this new normal that we've been dealt. So you really have to think about everything that you're going to implement into your business when you reopen. Or if you're open now, a lot of, I've heard a lot of people say that there are certain things that they think oh, we're just doing it now during this stay-at-home order and we're essential, but you know, we're not going to do any of these practices when we open back up and our state has a color code, yellow, red, yellow, green. And, oh, when we go to green, we're going back to business as normal. There is no business as normal. If you think that you can get rid of your curbside pickup or your, I mean, curbside pickup is, is probably the, one of the biggest things that's, that's come up during all this. And you know, it doesn't matter if you're a restaurant or not curbside pickup at Home Depot is, is, um, they've got it mastered, you know, and, and I think you've got to, you got to, that's what customers are going to want is that curbside pickup. They expect it now. And in two months from now, even if your state's green or everything's back to normal, they're still going to expect curbside pickup. And if you don't have it, they're going to, they're, if Home Depot cancels it in two months, they'll just go to Lowe's. And if you're a local lawn and garden store or a local uh, hardware store, like Home Depot, and you're not a offering the curbside pickup, you're in trouble. It's here to stay. And those are the kind of things that it's all based off of what I started this on is it's based off of 
the conscientious of being safe. And that's where your marketing and your message, the second part of what I'm talking about, needs to be intertwined with the safety of what you're, what you're talking about with your customers. So you want to take the messaging in this new frontier, and it needs to be customer-focused about their needs, and it has to be related to everything that you're doing to be safe. So as I've talked about before, video has been a great thing during all this, doing new videos and putting them up on Facebook about your business, how you're handling it. People want to see that you're wearing gloves, that you're wearing masks. Um, you know, here, here's another thing. You know, the public, there is a certain part of the public that does not want to wear a mask. And if you're in a state where it's mandatory or <laughs> quote unquote mandatory, where, you know, they're saying it's mandatory, but if you really look into it, there's not a law making it mandatory. So say you're in one of those states or, you know, you've got different people saying that you should be wearing them. What do you do when a customer comes in that doesn't have a mask on? We've run into that where somebody comes in, they don't want to wear a mask. And, you know, you've got to take a stance as a business. Do you tell them that, hey, um, we're not going to serve you? Or do you check them out and then tell them to wait outside till you bring out your, your product or service? I mean, I think you really got to think about how you're going to deal with the customer that comes in that doesn't have a mask on. And I'll give you one worse. How are you going to deal with a customer that comes in without a mask on and has their video recording on their phone? Because this is what you're seeing on, on social media. These are the new normals that people are walking into your business with their phone on and recording. You got to think about those type of things. And especially if you're not, not open right now, you, you have to think about, you know, how are you going to do business after the coronavirus? You know, how are you going to deal with people not wearing a mask? Like it's, it, there's so many different things and it's ever flowing and ever changing that you really have to decide how you're going to do things. And I think what you have to do is you have to be communicating how you're going to be safe to the customer. That's the biggest thing. And then you got to take, talk to your employees and really let them know how important this is, because that's the other thing, you know, you could care till from here till forever, but if you're not communicating with your employees of how important this really is, you know, for a restaurant before when maybe a customer would come in and you'd hand them a menu and they say, Oh, the menu's sticky can you give me a new one? You know, and they kind of, they're not really turned off. They go ahead and they order the food and it is whatever. They actually forget about it. They're not going to forget about it this time. Maybe you want to do something like virtual menus where you come in and, and you've got a table tent on your menu, on your uh, table and you've got a QR code, take your phone right up to the QR code and it takes you to a virtual menu. I mean, those are the types of things that, that are completely different. You would never think three months ago that who even uses QR codes anymore. But you know what? I think that's a brilliant idea. And I think you're going to start to see ideas like that. And I think people are going to be conscious about that. When they're sitting at a restaurant, they're going to be conscious about, is that ketchup been sitting on my table? You know, it looks really gross. How long has it been there? Like before somebody would see a ketchup that's sitting on there forever and they probably try to get the last three drops out of it. It's not going to be like that anymore. You have to start looking at all different sets of your business and seeing where you can change them. When you're doing those changes, going back to your employees and letting them know exactly what you're changing and why, you know, explain to them like why we're going to do a virtual menu and why it's important that the ketchup isn't out there all the time or why it's important to do the curbside pickup. And the other part of curbside pickup, a lot of people are doing it, but they're doing it wrong. Like 
you know what the worst part of curbside pickup is? Like maybe in the beginning, it's okay to call in. They tell you to come in to get your curbside pickup. You show up, you sit there and you sit there for 45 minutes to wait for maybe your bird seat or whatever you're, you're waiting for, for, for curbside pickup. I mean, you pick any product up. That's my whole point, not just food. So, you know, whatever you're picking up, uh, your tools or whatever you, you bought, and you're sitting there and waiting in curbside pickup, and maybe the first three weeks, people are like, okay, it took 45 minutes for curbside pickup, no big deal. You know, we're in the middle of a pandemic, I get it. Well, three months from now, when quote-unquote aren't in the middle of a pandemic, but we really still would be in the middle of the pandemic, but maybe you're green, you know, your county's green or whatever, and you're supposed to be doing business like normal, that's when the curbside pickup, people were not going to wait 45 minutes. They're going to expect that they can come down to your store, pull into their, their terminal for curbside pickup, and you just come right out with your product. So if you're still on 45 minutes to make somebody wait for their bird seed or whatever it may be, they're not going to visit you again. They're going to treat you just like as if they went into the store and you didn't have the product or if it was bad service. Curbside pickup will become service, and that's the way that they're going to look at it. And I think that's, that's what becomes really important is you have to realize that things are changing and you have to adapt to them. So to solve today's equation, number one, you have to think about sanitation and cleanliness and how it's going to affect the customer's point of view when they start to visit your store after the coronavirus. Number two, change your messaging from a want-based message to a need-based message. And number three, don't underestimate the value of curbside pickup and make sure you're executing it correctly. You can catch me on my website at nickbogaz.com. That's B-O-G-A-C-Z, like animal, cat, zebra. You can check me out at all places where the podcasts are. And I've got the book, The Pizza Equation, on amazon.com. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. Give thanks, be humble, be grateful.